back with another episode of Brick House, and so excited to say we're back in the playoffs. Oh, Number sixteen team I, in I the could NBA get used preview. To this playoff stuff. There's going to be a lot more of okay. it to come, Matt. <laughs> we really ate our NBA Brussels sprouts with the first oh, yeah. fourteen teams. Yeah. So a, this a, is a lot of looking at those rosters and saying things like, "Oh man, this team is not good." <laughs> no. How is this team going to win games? <laughs> It's been hard to predict anyone's going to win any games. Yeah. I think it changes today, Bob. Yeah, this team, the Milwaukee Bucks, predicting them as seventh in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. First, I want to tell you probably the most obscure reference so far in the NBA metaphor segment of our show. But I think the Milwaukee Bucks are like the movie Josh and Sam. And Sam, S period, A period, M period. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. All capitals, yeah. Josh and Sam is a movie from 1993, some, a movie I really liked as a kid. It's about two brothers. I have a, a little brother myself. Classically bad 90s movie, though. But the reason they're like the Milwaukee Bucks, right, is uh, Josh is the older brother. In this, in this metaphor, I have that as Jason Kidd, right? And, he, and Sam, the little brother, we'll say, is the Milwaukee Bucks, headlined by the Greek Freak. And so the story of Josh and Sam is their parents are getting a divorce, and uh, this is this is troubling. These two brothers they don't really get along very well, actually. And the inciting incident is that the brothers think they killed the guy. Oh no! So this is like Jason Kidd's relationship with the Brooklyn Nets, and they need to get away fast. <laughs> so how they do that is Josh convinces Sam that his parents have a plan for him that he's not going to like, that Sam actually stands for strategically altered mutant, and they're planning on sending him to Africa to fight in child wars. He like The kid, I think he sees the cover of Time magazine, and it's like this African kid with a automatic weapon, and it's like a light bulb goes off. Wait, so his brother is a real boy who he convinces is not a real boy. He's, he's convinced him that he's been brainwashed to be a child killing machine yes. and the only way that he can be deactivated is if they cross the border into canada you said this movie didn't do well huh? <laughs> couldn't imagine anyway continue well yeah that's uh that's jason kidd he's uh he's only a couple years removed from the nba he's the older brother who has amazingly manipulated the younger brother into uh doing whatever he wants i mean he came in and brought a 15 win team to a 41 win team yeah with his with his uh tenure in boston or in brooklyn i don't think we were sure yet the jury was still out on jason kidd as a as a coach but uh, the way he turned around milwaukee he's got to be pretty excited that he left that sinking ship when he did oh yeah he got it right in time so it's been a long time since i've seen josh and sam maybe some of our listeners will will revisit this classic one but just to warn you it did get uh 14 on rotten tomatoes and i i saw had an 18 million dollar budget and a 1.6 million dollar box office so basically we're gonna have to watch it a lot to help them make up the 16 million they lost <laughs> okay how'd we get here bob previously on the milwaukee bucks the uh, the reason they got such a good draft pick is because Herb Cole he just he always wanted to contend so uh, he he's avoided rebuilding for the years he was an owner and consequently they were always like eighth seed in the East yeah but even even then he avoided rebuilding but somehow wasn't really the Bucks weren't any good 
really any good for like a decade. Right. Yeah. They were always they were always very middle of the road. And they had forty six wins in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, which was good. Right. But other than that. Yeah, and they were actually going for the playoffs two years ago with uh, with OJ Mayo at the helm and and Brandon Jennings, and they accidentally wound up with the worst record in the league, <laughs> and and ended up drafting Jabari Parker. Also, uh, they uh, they had a really good draft pick, picking fifteenth and getting onto Tumko, uh, yes. the, the Greek freak. Yeah. But as I said, Jason Kidd brought the team from fifteen wins to forty one wins. I mean, they had. They had more than more than fifteen before the the All Star break. Um, the the last thing that these guys did that was impressive was in the off season, uh, there were there were a lot of suitors trying to get Greg Monroe, uh, a big free agent, including the Lakers and Knicks, yeah. who made big pushes to try and acquire him, and he chose Milwaukee over both those teams. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. I think no it's a real it change of the you know the changing of uh, our times. That you don't need to be in, you know, one of the biggest media markets to to be known anymore. You know, Russell Westbrook and and Kevin Durant are doing pretty fine in the uh, in the advertising dollars department. And yeah. Greg Monroe, I haven't seen a Greg Monroe commercial before, but he's definitely joining a better team than he would have in New York or L.A. <laughs> Are uh, are pretty boring. Let's uh, let's 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 be fair. I mean, if you've bought the NBA team in the last five years, there's a 95% chance that unless you uh, were CEO of Microsoft, you were a private equity money manager. Yeah, it's getting real. Uh, it's getting really the same here. It it explains a lot about how bankers really uh, run the world. Anyways, the the team was bought for five hundred fifty million dollars just last year by Wesley Edens and Mark Lazary, mm-hmm. both billionaire private inve- uh, private equity investors. Edens uh, co-founded Fortress Investment Group. They're they're big Democratic supporters. The the real controversy in the news recently with these owners is over a new stadium, proposed new stadium being built in Milwaukee, despite being the, the guys who came in and offered. An, so essentially the team was for $450 million, but they paid 550 as a promise to Herb Cole, the former owner, saying that extra $100 million will go towards building a stadium in Milwaukee and ensuring that we keep the team there. Which is good. The controversy, and you know these are not by far not the first billionaires to use this leverage, but uh, they themselves uh, have offered to invest some of their own money, uh, about $100, $150 million of their own money, mm-hmm. to build this new stadium. But they want the government to match it. And despite just buying the team last year and uh, giving rah-rah speeches about keeping the team in Milwaukee, had to exercise the leverage that they possess, which is to threaten the city of moving of the team yes. to when you, when you, Seattle, usually. When you can't get a new deal, you always pull out the threat. <laughs> Seattle, as we've talked about, is just the the place you threaten to go to. Yeah, so Scott Walker, Republican governor, acquiesced and, and agreed to pay $250 million to build this new stadium. I just read that Milwaukee, the city of Milwaukee, is selling these two guys the land for one dollar awesome where they build the stadium say they built the stadium 
and Scott Walker in a few years say Wisconsin's in a bad way, hurting for money. In theory, they put should, that stadium on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to sell <laughs> half the stadium, right? Because if you're giving, that's true. I don't know how it works. Like he's like, guys, we're in a bad way. You know, stuff fell through. We're just uh, gonna have a rodeo on this half. Yeah. So while you guys, guys play yeah, basketball, you guys play basketball there. We're gonna have like uh, conventions on the other half. Don't bother us. We won't bother you. It's become the these articles about stadiums and public money and public subsidies has become like concussions in football. Like yeah. there's the dirty secret yeah. that's that's coming out. With the more the more we think we know, the more we actually know nothing. Yeah. I think these owners are just acting like Veruca Salts essentially is just I want it now. Buy me a stadium yeah. or I'm gonna throw a tantrum. Yeah, so then Scott Walker's back there tearing the wrappers off candy bars to find that golden ticket for for the owners what is what is being disproven in these articles is that the the promise that these owners make of having a shiny new stadium is that it will attract all this money to the downtown area that the economy is so stimulated by us spending 250 million dollars frivolously essentially yeah and but also from Walker's standpoint, he doesn't want to be known as the governor who governor who ran the Bucks out of town. So let's get into that then. Let's uh, let's see who else joins him on the court. And now the starting lineup for your Milwaukee Bucks. The the player that I was describing in the in the last team preview was uh, Chris Middleton, oh, a player yeah. who just this this offseason got a seventy million dollar contract. And you've got to be a pretty uh, serious basketball dork to even know this guy's name. Um, but he's a is an outside shooter. Uh, he plays he plays decent defense on twos, threes, and probably ones. And this is the new NBA. This I is... was shocked when I saw that contract. <laughs> Ab- like absolutely just stunned. You and I were discussing what their starting lineup's going to be because they have Middleton and Antetunko. And Greg Monroe now, where does Jabari Parker fit in this? ESPN had, had Parker slotted at the four position in the starting lineup. You would think you'd want to start him. Uh, last year, I think everyone was predicting he was going to be the most talented guy on the team as yeah. a rookie and uh, a, a popular bet for rookie of the year. I guess you would have to start if you would have to go small and start Monroe at center, Greek Freak at four, and Jabari Parker at three. Unless unless the experiment of starting Greek Freak at point guard ever became a more than just a a stunt lineup. Yeah, that you're right. I think that that'll start the season potentially as just a thing in game. That won't that won't really be a thing unless Carter Williams struggles for the first half of the year. Right. That, that, that's that's a thing that they'll do. That's like a panic move, I think. Record prediction. Well, they were, uh, as we said, uh, even 41 and 41 last year. Where do you think they land this year, Matt? Hmm. Oh, man, I think this team could maybe win 45. That's what I got, 45 and 37. Yeah, it's – they actually – honestly, this team could have the potential to make it higher than a seventh seed, in my opinion. But it, it could be perfect because, who knows, they have some question marks still. But if everything if everything were to click and they were just to be young and athletic, they could. There's no reason why they couldn't go higher. Yeah, I I think Detroit and Boston are going to be competing with them and Indiana for these last couple of playoff spots yeah. between those four teams. Yeah. LBJ was in the news. <laughs> 
got to do with LeBron James? LeBron James, he's hosting a pre-preseason camp mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Cavaliers down, down in Miami, of course. ironically. I, I'm sure that gives all Cavs fans reason to hope that he'll stick around longer. Oh, hey, he's going right back to Miami. Yeah. No, he's down in Miami, and he encourages his players to come get in shape early before even, even training camp starts. I like how you said his players, by the way. Oh, he he owns the team. He's (laughs) the general manager. You didn't know that? The reason I guess this made the news, other than LeBron James' name being in it, is that Tristan Thompson, who's still in contract negotiations, has said he is not going to attend. I mean, I guess you don't want to get hurt or uh, even bother doing wind sprints if, uh, if you don't have $95 million in the bank yet. That's all I got for LeBron today. And now it's time for a personal anecdote with Matt Baker. Matt, before we go into a personal anecdote oh, with yeah. you today, I'd like to, to, to go back to one we started on our, our second episode of Brick House. Oh, wow. This is about the cursing. Yeah. I just learned some information uh, from a friend of mine. My friend Jason was saying he was watching Mythbusters the other day. I just wanted yeah. to, it's not a question. I just wanted to let you know some information. Yeah. They said on Mythbusters, they proved scientifically that if you hurt yourself and you swear, your pain goes away faster. Oh, yeah? So, something to think about. How do you, <laughs> how do you prove that? you got to watch Mythbusters, apparently. I don't know. I'll look into that. <laughs> something to look into. So or I'll just go out and do a, just stub my toe on my own. <laughs> and start dropping F-bobs. That's a hilarious, <laughs> that, that's a hilarious Mythbusters. Yeah. I thought you'd like it. I did. I'm looking it up right now. I'm typing it in. Please, please focus on the question at hand because I think this is a an interesting one. Uh, it's in it's in honor of Jason Kidd. Question: Who's your most memorable coach or teacher? Wow. Um, well, my mom's a teacher, but she was only ever a substitute for me. She's a real mom. She was not a substitute <laughs> mom. She was a full on mom. But I remember she was a sub uh, in class. But as far, so as far as like full time their teachers, I had a teacher named Mr. Pierce in seventh grade. Okay. And he was in what subject? Most of them. Oh, okay. Because in seventh small grade, small school. Yeah, in seventh grade we uh, we only had, I'd say we only had about sixty kids in our seventh grade. I went to okay. A, a small Catholic grade school. Uh huh. So we would switch a few teachers throughout the day, but Mr. Pierce was my homeroom. Most of my class gotcha. teacher. He's mainly social studies, though. Uh huh. That's what I remember him for. Come to think of it, he might have only been social. I only remember him for social studies because that's when he did all his finest work. Uh, Tell me about it. He every day we would walk into class, and there would be the the board, the chalkboards would only have words on them, like in boxes. So if we were talking about Washington D.C., it would just say Lincoln Memorial. So he would tell us, he would teach us, and then he would point to the words, and you knew that the words were the answers on the tests. He didn't hide it, too. He would only make us write down what was going to be on the tests. Uh-huh. Because I think he was, I don't know, I haven't seen him in years, so I would like to talk to him as a 31-year-old. When's the last time you saw him? 
I don't know, probably 15 years ago. Okay. But I think he just didn't care about tests. He just knew tests were, had to be a thing. And his tests were fairly easy because if you knew the words, you would just study the words. Right. And study what was associated with them. But the real winning thing about Mr. Pierce is that he was not afraid to throw jokes out there, whether they be slightly vulgar, dumb, funny, smart. He would just go for it. Uh-huh. We, there's a place in Arizona called Tubac, T-U-B-A-C. So he would always make Tupac references with Tubac. Uh-huh. Or Pyongyang, which is the capital of what, South Korea? Okay. Or North Korea. He would uh he would always say when referencing it, he'd say he'd say Pyongyang. He'd be like, What did Yang do to deserve that? <laughs> and he would so he he would for seventh grade See why you like this guy. Yeah, but for seventh grade <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, he would get he would like float in the gray area of what was acceptable for a teacher to do. Uh-huh. He also I remember he lived down the road from one of my buddies. So we would walk to his house and just like walk into his house. And what? he would he would always just be like, "What are you guys doing here?" What? <laughs> what? We is... just knock on his door and be like, "Mr. Pierce, we're here." One time we found his phone number and called him from the mall and asked him what the best plan to sneak into a rated R movie was. He what? he wouldn't like indulge us. He would, <laughs> he would be like slightly annoyed in a way of like you kids are stupid, get out of here. Uh-huh. Um he only lasted 1 year. Surprised. Huh? Yeah. I think he I think <laughs> principal he, didn't like that Pion Yang joke, did yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> I think he I, I it's never really been confirmed why he only made it 1 year. Uh-huh. Um Teachers, teachers have a high turnover rate. They do. It's, it's, uh, yeah. And it, they either have a high turnover rate cause they get bored or they start making peon Yang jokes. <laughs> it, uh, but he, among me and the few friends that, uh, I still talk to from that class uh-huh. every now and then we'll just share Mr. Pierce stories. Nice. Bru- Bruce Pierce. Bruce. Oh. Bruce Pierce was his name. The legend continues. Still is his name. I think, um, yeah, so I'll have to look him up. But that, as far as teachers go, he is all sorts of memorable. Great. Great. He was your manipulative older brother, huh? I guess. Sending you off to fight the child wars. Yeah, exactly. On the next episode of Brick House. Matt, we've crossed the halfway point. Man. Bucks are exactly the halfway point. We're going into some more more teams. Our next team, though, is the, the odd man out in the Western Conference game of musical chairs. It's our last non-playoff team, and I'm totally just going to give it away in this preview. We're going to be talking a lot about twins, Matt. So excited. <laughs> so many twins. So many twins. All the twins. <laughs> From the inception of the franchise all the way down to current times. Danny DeVito might be a guest. You never oh, know. Man. Oh, man. Baby Arnold. You didn't give a spoiler alert for your reference, did you? What? What? Twins, the movie. That's not your for the next team. That's not your reference, is it? Oh, oh, I haven't even decided, but it just might be. Okay, we'll, we'll have to tune in to find out. 